Hey, thanks for tuning in. I'm Kelly Canfield, Director of Next Steps here at Berean Baptist Church in Mansfield, Ohio. We would love to connect with you. We'd love to get to know you. Um, if you need prayer, if you want to connect with us, check out our website at BereanFamily.com. It has all the stuff on there that you want to know about Berean, our events, prayer, whatever it might be. Check it out. Here's today's sermon. Good morning, everyone. We, uh, we, we welcomed everybody and wa welcomed you that were watching online earlier, but I understand the sound wasn't working, so welcome. <laughs> if you stayed tuned, well, we were just re reading lips there for a minute. Hey, I want to, everybody that's in the room, I want to say something really important to you all. Congratulations, you are now honorary Alaskans. Give yourself a hand. Uh, come on. You know, we, uh, we planted a couple churches up there and um, this, this would have been a very normal Sunday for us, and uh, we used to have a couple trailers to bring in all of our equipment. Uh, I just turned myself on and then back off again, or off and then back on again. Uh, we, we had a couple trailers, and we'd bring in all of our equipment, and it was a thing every single week in the wintertime where uh, the snow would blow in front of the doors, and we'd have to go out there and shovel, and it'd be 10, 15, 20 below zero out, and um, just absolutely miserable. So thank you for making me feel at home today. Um, please don't feel the need to do it ever again, all right? I've repressed those memories, and here they are coming back to haunt me again. We are starting a series today where we're going to be in the book of Proverbs uh, for some time. So I've uh, been looking forward to, Phil and I and Isaiah, we've been looking forward to this series for some time. Um, and I'm hoping it's going to be one that's going to be encouraging to you. Uh, I, I feel like it's something that is timely uh, that we need to really study. There's a lot in this book. There's a lot that we can um, learn from. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about the case for wisdom. Why do we need godly wisdom in our lives? And while that may seem kind of obvious to you, I'm afraid that it's maybe not obvious in some ways. Uh, you know, when we think about wisdom... And where do we go to get wisdom? Um, the thing that comes to my mind is like a movie or, a, or a, a TV show or something where people go on a quest to find wisdom, right? They, they might have to go and, and, and traverse some mountaintop to find some guru in a cave to, to get to these words of advice for them. Uh, thankfully, we don't have to do that. Uh, we don't have to climb any mountains uh, to get wisdom. And we want to make sure we're getting the right kind of wisdom. And to do that, we're going to be going to the Word of God for His wisdom. You know, when we were kids, we all asked a lot of questions that required some amount of wisdom. Um, so we all asked, what do I want to do when I grow up? Does anybody remember what they wanted to do when they were little? Just shout something out. Astronaut. Astronaut. Okay. Just shooting for the stars there, huh? Huh? Anybody? Fireman. Fireman. What else did I hear? Bulldozer driving. I only heard bulldozer the first time. I'm like, Bill. <laughs> bulldozer driving. We all had these things that we wanted to do when we were children. Most guys wanted to be a police officer or a fireman or something like that. Is anybody here doing what they always wanted to do when they were a kid? Yeah? Some, that's awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations. You were wise as a child. How about, who will, I, who will I marry? Do you remember when you were a little kid, remember, or thinking about, who am I going to marry one day? That's a big decision, right? That's a, that's a big deal. You look around and you're like, man, I don't know. Hopefully it's none of these people. But, you know, 
We, we all had these thoughts. Or how about when you're like, how many kids will I have? Will I have any children? And if so, how many kids will I have? All important questions to be asked. And, and in a follow-up, maybe, how do I know I'm making the right decision? Oh, man, some people stress over this. So, some people stress big time and get so anxious of, like, I, I think this is what I need to do, but I'm not 100% sure. What if I make the wrong decision? Yeah, anybody willing to admit they get a little bit anxious over big decisions? Quite a few of us, right? Quite a few of us. What do we need to make all of these decisions? Well, one thing that we absolutely need is godly wisdom. Godly wisdom is what we need to make these decisions. Wisdom, by the way, Oxford Dictionary says this, the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment, or the quality of of being wise the quality of having experience knowledge and good judgment put together is what wisdom is uh, we're going to pray and then we're going to look in proverbs and and to get context from this book we're going to read the first nine verses after that after we establish some context we're going to jump to chapter two and that's where we're going to be preaching from uh, this morning well that's where i'll be preaching from anyways uh, would you join me in prayer Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you for this day. I thank you that we woke up this morning. God, I thank you that there are air, there's air in our lungs. God, you are such a good Father. All too often we, we worry and we stress over things that are so far out of our control. And not just take moments and count our blessings. And not just take the moments just to realize just how blessed that we are. God, if this is the last day on earth and we know you as our Lord and Savior, then God, this is a good day. And we thank you for it. God, as we go to your word, we ask that you, your spirit will just speak in and through me and in and through your word this morning. That you would open our, our, our ears to hear and our eyes to see. That God, that you would give us your wisdom as we need it so badly as we navigate through this life. God, we love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Proverbs 1, verses 1 through 9. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity. To give prudence to the simple knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is a beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. So we're going to look at this for this uh, this book here for the next, I don't know, several weeks. And again, anytime we're going to start a new Bible study, we need to stop and we need to get the context. Uh, you know, who's writing this, what, what's going on, all that. Um, so this is obvious, the first nine verses right away. Uh, we can answer one question. Who is the author? The author is King Solomon, who is the son of King David. And he reigned in Israel. King Solomon did following King David. He reigned, by the way, in 971 to 931 um, uh, B.C., before Christ. This is almost a thousand years before Christ is when King Solomon 
reigned. By the way, just kind of a side note, um, how incredible is it that we have this document that's 3,000 years old? Isn't that great? Man. So very old document that we have here. He, he writes this, this book, and we see why he writes this book as well, so that his children would know the wisdom of the Lord and enjoy the benefits of it. And we get to be partakers of that. We get to also know the wisdom of the Lord and enjoy the benefits of it. Because, friends, there is a joy that comes when we reap the benefits of godly wisdom. It says to know uh, wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, uh, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and, and increase in learning. And the one who understands obtain guidance to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. A, a, a key to uh, increasing in wisdom, as we're seeing early on in this text, is this thing, the fear of the Lord. Uh, how many of you grew up in church? How many of you who grew up in church that this, this idea was beaten into your heads? Maybe sometimes literally, right? Like this fear of the Lord. Well, what does that really mean? Uh, the, the word is yirah, is the, is the Hebrew word. And the fear of the Lord, it's also translated, that word fear is also translated as reverence. In fact, it's most often translated as reverence. But also as fear and as awesomeness. It's the same word. So fear, reverence, and awesomeness are, are the ways that this word yirah is translated from the Hebrew into our English. So when it says the fear of the Lord, really what we're talking about is this holy reverence. And we can have this holy reverence when we understand two very important things. Number one, who I am. Number two, who he is. You see, when we, when we understand who we are and how fallible that we are, the mistakes that we have made, the sinfulness that we, that we take part in, when we understand all of that, in light of God's perfect holiness, we end with the fear of the Lord or a reverence for his awesomeness. Do you understand? Does that make sense? Now, this doesn't mean that we need to be shaking in our boots all of the time. In the New Testament, God's also referred to as Abba, which means Daddy. So we have this reverence for the perfect holiness of God, but also this relationship as followers of Jesus Christ who have been saved by his blood and covered by his blood, that we can have a relationship with God that is a personal one, where we can call out Daddy. Again, beginning of knowledge is this fear, this reverence for the Lord. We must understand who we are in light of who he is. You might ask, what's so wise about King Solomon? Well, we, we look back and we're in Proverbs here, and King Solomon, the writer, where did Solomon become so wise? To find that out, we can look to 1 Kings chapter 3. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and flip over there. 1 Kings chapter 3, just uh, 3 through 14. says this, Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of David his father. Only he sacrificed and made offerings at the high places. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was a great high place. Solomon used to offer a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall give you. And Solomon said, You, shall, um, you, you have shown great and steadfast love to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in faithfulness 
in righteousness and uprightness of heart toward you. And you have kept for him this great and steadfast love, and have given him a son to sit on his throne this day. And now, O Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in place of David my father, although I am but a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people, whom you have chosen, a great people, too many to be numbered or counted for multitude. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, that I may discern between good and evil, for who is able to govern this, this your great people? It pleased the Lord that, the, that Solomon had asked this. And God said to him, Because you have asked this, and have not asked for yourself for long life, or riches, or the life of your enemies, but have asked, yourself underst- um, asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right, behold, I now do according to your word. Behold, I give you a wise and discerning mind, so that none like you has, has been before you, and none like you shall rise, arise after you. I give you also what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that no other king shall compare with you all your days. And if you will walk in my ways, keeping my statutes and my commandments as your, as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. This is, this is why Solomon is known for his great wisdom. His contemporaries in the world used to come to him for his wise counsel. He would became very well known for that wisdom. I also I love this text in, in, in uh, Kings here as well because it makes me think of Psalm 37. And, and I'm not going to turn there and I'm not going to quote exactly, but essentially get, uh, if you commit your way to the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. Solomon at this time was clearly committed to the Lord and his desire was one that the God had given him, a desire to be wise so that he could rule God's people well. Later in Psalm 37, it says, after you commit your way to the Lord, you give the desires of your heart, he'll actually make those things come to pass as well. We see this playing out, don't we, in King, in King Solomon. God gave him this desire, and then it came to pass. God has it all under control. You see, King Solomon honored God, worshiped God, and asked him for something according to his will. By the way, you having godly wisdom is the will of God. This is good news. That means there is going to be access to it for you. Solomon was reigning over God's people, and he realized that, that they weren't his people. He wasn't their king. He was their king, but God is their king of kings. And God granted to him this wish to have wisdom. Our big idea this morning for us, and we're going to be switching now to Psalm, or Proverbs chapter 2, so if you want to get a head start, go ahead and go there now. We all need godly wisdom, and for that, we must go to God. I'm going to say that a few times this morning. We all need godly wisdom, and to get godly wisdom, we must go to God. Make sense? First point this morning is this. We need to go after wisdom with enthusiasm. We need to go after wisdom with enthusiasm. I almost wrote with reckless abandon. Like, it needs to be something that is a priority in our lives that we go after with some actual um, motivation. You know, my last year, well, before I I tell you that, I worked for, I think, 12 years at General Motors. Can I tell you, I absolutely hated that job. Honestly, I worked on an assembly line, a large part of that. I was also a union representative. I could not stand going into work every day. Anybody have a job like that right now if your boss isn't in the room? 
How about this? Has anybody had a job like that in their lives? So 12 years is a long time to really hate your job. And, and, and I don't know you're not supposed to say hate or not, but I hated my job. I could not stand it. It was just this mindless thing and, and just breaking your body down. I couldn't stand anything to, that had to do with it. All the while I couldn't stand my job, I felt this call and, and this, this leading and this tugging in my life towards the second half of those 12 years to, so to leave so I could go into full-time vocational ministry, which obviously I've been able to do. But because of those two things that became um, great motivators for me, I was able to work through some difficult times. My last year of my undergrad, I did 18, 21, and 18 credit hours consecutively while I was married with four kids, working full-time, and volunteering at church. That was a crazy year. Now, my grade point might have suffered a little, okay? That's another story for another day. Uh, why did I do that? It's not because I, I have that great a work ethic better than anybody else's, but I was highly motivated to get it done. You know, I feel like that's the kind of enthusiasm that we have to have about going after godly wisdom in our lives. It matters that much. It matters that much that we should go after it with enthusiasm. You know, I think Solomon wanted his son to go after wisdom with that same kind of enthusiasm. And that's why he took the time to write this in, the Pro in Proverbs. Chapter 2, verses 1 through 5 says this. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as, a hidden, as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Did you hear what he says? He says, receive my words. That means listen to wise teaching. Hear my words. Receive my words. Call out for insight. Well, what does that mean? That means if you need wisdom, ask for it. If you need more godly wisdom, and probably we all do, we need to spend time asking God for his wisdom in our lives. James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. Here's a great promise. If we ask God for wisdom, he's going to what? Give it to us. Friends, we need more godly wisdom in our lives and the Bible says if you ask God for it, he will give it to you. So if you're not already making asking God for wisdom a priority in your prayer life, would you switch it up a little? Would you switch it up a little and start asking God for his wisdom? Solomon tells, tells us, seek it like silver. Seek it like silver. You know, go after it and ask for it like it will be life-changing because it will be. Seek it like silver. You know, you might picture this, uh, um, you remember Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? You, you remember this quest that Indiana Jones was on? What was he looking for? The Holy Grail? Is that what it was? I don't remember. I was, that was an honest question. <laughs> What's that? Well, let's go to the one with the Holy Grail because we can just run with it because we already answered it. But whatever it is he was going after, he was willing to go through like caves and have like big rocks rolling at him and all kinds of crazy stuff going on remember for those of you who watched that movie did anybody not watch indiana jones way back when oh you're so sheltered you were baptist all the way back then i see <laughs> you were busy not going to the movies or a dance in junior high i understand 
<laughs> Pastor Phil at BrianFamily.com. If you, yeah, he's out of town. He does. He's not watching right now. He's he's got a bunch of youth. He's got all your teenagers. Pray for Pastor Phil, actually. You know, we understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. God is all-knowing and has all of the wisdom we could ever want or desire. And again, in James 1, 5, we see if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. So we have this God with this endless amount of perfect godly wisdom, and we have this need to have more godly wisdom in our lives, and we have this promise that if we would just go to him and ask him for his wisdom, that he would give it to us. Friends, this is a great and precious promise. Are we taking hold of it? Are we taking advantage of that so we could have his wisdom? Friends, we all need godly wisdom. And for that, we must go to God. Second point, must, we, we need to make sure that we get wisdom from the right source. We need to make sure we're getting wisdom because there is something called worldly wisdom as well. Are we growing in, our, in godly wisdom? Or are we growing in worldly wisdom? You know, I think we understand when it comes to the news these days that they're, not all news sources are created equal, are they? In, in fact, most, if, if not all, are incredibly biased. So it, it matters where we go to get our news. Well, it matters where we go to get our wisdom as well. We must turn to God. We must go to the right source. Wisdom is like the news. It is only helpful if it comes from the right source. Proverbs 2, 6-8 For the Lord gives wisdom. From His mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of His saints. You know, He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. If there is sound wisdom, that means what? There is unsound wisdom as well. There is wisdom of the world that we, need to, um, that we need to make sure that we are not growing in. By the way, don't buy the lie that you can become wise by an alternative means. You can read every book in the library and lack godly wisdom. You can have the best teachers that have ever taught and lack godly wisdom. Don't buy the lie that you can become wise by alternative means. 1 Corinthians 3, 18-20 Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you thinks that he is wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is folly with God. For it is written, He catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. You know, I, I read this, and there's, there's a person that comes to mind, and it's Stephen Hawking. You know, um, uh, Stephen Hawking, this great, brilliant mind. Friends, he missed the gospel, so what good was it? That you can be the smartest man or the smartest woman in the world. If you miss the truth of the gospel, what good is it? We need to have godly wisdom. Because worldly wisdom, worldly wisdom does not matter. There is no eternal significance. We need godly wisdom because it's true for today and tomorrow and forever. It will always be true. We need to turn to the Lord. Solomon reminds us that it is the Lord who gives wisdom, godly wisdom. 
And of course it is. He is our creator. He is the creator of wisdom. And I love this, that not only does God give us wisdom, but God likes to watch over his children. I, 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 just, I like that this is in here as well, but Psalm 121, a lot of you know these words. I lift my eyes to the hills, from where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. This is that idea. This is, this is Abba, Father. This personal relationship that we can have with our good Father in heaven who wants to give us His wisdom. So that we can walk in understanding. Again, we all need godly wisdom. And for that, we must go to God. He's the one who has it. He's the one who can give it to us. And also, there are benefits of having godly wisdom. And that's our third point as a question. What are the benefits of having godly wisdom? And for that, I'm going to read the rest of the Proverbs chapter 2. So verses 9 through 22. And you guys are, you know, we're small in number today, right? Because everybody's, you know, watching online. Thanks, guys. Also, you're not honorary Alaskans. I forgot to tell you that if you're watching online. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in, though. Um, I made a joke. Now I can't remember what I was saying. This is, when you get old, this is what happens, I guess. What are, yeah, chapter 2, verses 9 through 22. I was going to say something to lead up to it, but let's just go right in. Let's just go right in. The benefits of having godly wisdom. He says, then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity. Every good path for wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech who forsake the paths of righteousness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. So you will be delivered from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house sinks down to death and her paths to the departed. None who go to her come back, nor do they regain the paths of life. So you will walk in the way of the good and keep to the paths of the righteous. For the upright will inhabit the land and, whose, and those with integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. But the benefits of having godly wisdom, first of all, you will have a better understanding of three very important things. Righteousness, justice, and equity. Righteousness, justice, and equity. Over the last 10 to 15 years, there's been an all-out cultural war trying to declare what those three things are, and oftentimes it's at odds with what Scripture says are righteousness, justice, and equity. You ever wonder why there's such a, a misunderstanding about those three things? There's worldly wisdom, and there's godly wisdom. We need godly wisdom. And when we have godly wisdom, we'll have a better understanding of those three things. Secondly, it will help us, godly wisdom will help us avoid evil. 
We need help to avoid evil. And godly wisdom will help us with that. The text says this, delivering you from the, e- the way of evil from men of perverted speech who forsake the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness. And it continues on. Do you want to avoid evil in your life? Seek out and receive more godly wisdom. It will also help you live a life that is pleasing to God. I think every single one of us, every single one of us, we want to live lives that are pleasing to God. He says, Solomon says this, so you will walk in the way of the good and keep the paths of, of the righteous. Man, I want that to be said about me in my final days. Anybody else? Godly wisdom. Godly wisdom. We're going to be talking a lot about godly wisdom and we're going to, we're going to learn about many things in regards to godly wisdom as we study this book, Proverbs. I remember as a child, my dad used to always tell me, read, read Proverbs, Dan. Read Proverbs and you'll grow in wisdom. My dad understood that as a child I needed that wisdom. I wish I would have listened to him. <laughs> I, I wish I would have listened to him. Man, it, whether you're a child or a teenager or adult or in your senior years, listen, we all need more godly wisdom in our lives. And and Proverbs gives us a treasure trove. And I'm excited that we get to study this together. I'm going to ask the band. You guys have been good, so we're going to end on time. Good job, guys. You know, this is a smaller group. Honestly, I was kind of afraid with a smaller group. Usually there's like no energy. Everybody just stares at you. (laughs) But you guys didn't. Good job. Thank you. So band's going to come up. We're going to end in a song. But first, I got a couple of challenges for you. First of all is this. Here's challenge number one. Seek God and his wisdom by spending time in the word and in prayer. Spending time in God's word and in prayer. Listen, if you think you're just going to walk around and godly wisdom is going to fall on you accidentally, you're probably going to be upset. We have this treasure trove. Everything we need, everything we need to walk in the wisdom of God is right here for us. Take hold of that. Learn the Word of God. And go to Him in prayer. Asking Him for His wisdom. For His discerning. Second part of the challenge is this. Avoid the wisdom of this world. Because it's a trap. It's a snare. It's going to drag you down. Third, surround yourself with people who... I guess I'm out of time. (laughs) Surround yourself with people who get it, that are going to encourage you to walk in the wisdom of God. And finally, ask God to give you his wisdom that that will be beneficial, not just to you, but through you for his kingdom. If we go back to that, uh, that text in Kings, Solomon said, God, give me your wisdom. Why? So he could lead God's people well. Ask God for his wisdom so that you can be a kingdom builder. Ask God for his wisdom so you can be useful on this side of heaven. Because we need that and the world needs it in us. Let's pray. God, thank you for this day. Thank you for laughter. Thank you for family, for friends. That on a cold day we have a warm building to come to sing praises to you. To come to you in prayer. To go to your word. To hear your word preached. God, there are so many blessings. There, there are so many good gifts that you give us on a regular basis. 
One of those that your word says is your wisdom. So God, I pray that you would give us your wisdom. God, I pray that you would give us your wisdom in such a way that it changes us and that we will be useful in your kingdom. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.